shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. All understanding. In season and out of season, so shall it be concerning each and every one of us and all those who are listening online as well. I pray for you as well. You will not look back. You will lay your hand on this flow and we'll lay hold on eternal life together. In Jesus' name, we have worshipped and we have prayed. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, can we open our Bibles to Colossians chapter 2? Colossians chapter 2. Uh, very quickly. Uh, thank you, worship team. Uh, God, God bless you so much. Uh, FA, God bless you. Thank you so much for yielding yourself. Uh, uh, thank you so much. I appreciate you. We appreciate you so much. You're, you're doing a very good job. The Lord is helping you, I know, and I see that you are growing as well, as you have been yielding more. I see the thing, the glory, the grace is coming, the thing, the portals are opening more and more. Amen. Uh, you see, this work, we know that this work is teaching, is a labor of teaching doctrine. And there's something worship does to help it. Yes. That, uh, you know, I, when, when I just teach, I, I can teach, but I, it is clearly more laborious. Uh, when it is, uh, praise the name of the Lord, is clearly more laborious when it is done without the the sweetness of worship, the impute of worship. So the Lord will grant you grace to stand in your place. Um, you are our worship leader for here in Edmonton. You are, I don't know, they call, they call it choir leader, worship leader, <laughs> just as, as the pastor of the house. You are the worship leader of the house. Uh -huh. So that responsibility is upon your head. God has will crown it with glory and God will open depths of music and new songs in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Sister Blessing, you are welcome. How are you? <laughs> Good to see you. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> Amen. I believe in this short time we are going to be blessed. Colossians chapter 2, right? From verse 1. Mm. Today God is finally going to open the, I don't know the word I use and call it. Uh, amen. Today is, uh, God is going to just bring introduction to your future, our future, our Future together, <laughs> what we are going to be, where we are going. Amen? Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's see Colossians chapter 2 from verse 1. Colossians chapter 2 from verse 1. It says, For I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you. Colossians chapter 2 from verse 1. For I, I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you, and for them at Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh. Verse 2, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of full assurance of understanding, what's really for the understanding? To the acknowledgement of what? Mystery of God. Ah. Uh, and of the Father and of Christ. Mm. There are three different mysteries. Mystery of what? God. God. God is eternal life. Father is everlasting life. They call him everlasting Father. You see, that's what they are teaching in EJFM right now. Mm -hmm. And then of Christ. So, the way Paul put it, Paul put it from the greatest to the least. But actually is you first do Christ, Father, God. So Christ, 
They call him the unsearchable riches of Christ. So Christ, when you are, when they give you, you know, when your father is rich and he retires, he writes in his will and he gives you riches. What do they call it? Your inheritance. So Christ is an inheritance. They call it, that's the first inheritance. Then the fullness of it is coming to the, the, the name of the Father. Amen, hear me. It's coming to the name of the Father. And then the last one is a reward, eternal life. Amen. This is Bible, you see? One thing with... Everything is in the Bible. You know, every, I've been teaching this thing for some time now. Do you get me? And I'll just gist it. But this is it right here. These are the three mysteries. God, Father, and Christ. Do you get me? I call it face, chest, and loins. Don't so? Amen. Amen. Today we'll just enter a little bit of the fellowship of the mystery of Christ. Praise God. But I want you to see this thing. That where we are going is these mysteries, these three mysteries. Yes. You will first learn Christ. Amen. Amen. You can learn Christ, learn Christ, and then you can be sealed with the name of the Father. Amen. Let's see quickly. Let's see. I'll just read two very quick scriptures of that, the Father dimension. It's actually for men. Yes. Let's see. Revelation chapter 7. Let's see verse 2 and 3. Two, oh, 2 to 4. 2 to 4. Who wants to help me read? Then I saw another angel ascended from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea, saying, Do not harm the earth, the sea, or the trees. So we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. Mm-hmm. And I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000, of all the tribes no. of the children. So, where were they sealed? On their forehead. Now let's see Revelation 14. So we'll see what the seal is. Amen. Revelation 14. So somebody help me read verse 1. Just 1 is okay. Then, then I looked and behold a lamp standing on my side. Those are those people from chapter 7. Mm-hmm. What happened to them now? Having his father's name. I see now. That's an inheritance. Having what? His father's name written on their they inherited the name. So meaning they understood the mystery of the father. That's why later they sang a song. Let's see, read verse 3. Verse 3. They sang it as a very new song before the twins, before the four living creatures and the elders, and no one could learn that song except them. Yes. Meaning nobody else understood the mystery except them. So, it means, for example now, eh, if I understand the mystery and you don't, to you it's a mystery, to me it's not a mystery. To me it's a song, it's my song. To you, you don't understand it, it's still a mystery. Once the mystery has been decoded, it's no longer a mystery. It's a mystery to them who don't understand it. But when you understand it, so when you decode the mystery of Christ, that Christ is formed in you, then you can decode the mystery of Father and also of God. They call, and is that God and Father is one. God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He has those two dimensions in himself. Amen? God and what? And Father. Meaning, he can operate as a Father. He's the same God. But he can also operate as a God. God means control. Father means Lordship, direction, raising, to build you up. Amen? But I won't go too deep into them yet. But this is the, are you saying these are the, these are the pillars, these are the curriculum of the saints in light. What did I call Christ's inheritance? One is an inheritance. Father two is also an inheritance. Amen? 
And inheritance, you don't give inheritance to just sense. You give inheritance to sense in light. What does that mean by sense in light? Sense who are hearing light, receiving Christ's light. Let me prove it to you. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Verse 12 and 13. This, so it's not just in the inheritance is for the sense in light of the sense in light. So they could have just have said inheritance of the sense, but they know that for you to get this inheritance, you have to be in light. Mm. Let me ask you. Let me ask. Listen. What is light? What is this light here? Is God okay? Well, explain for further. What is this light here? Yes. Um, Jesus. Jesus, correct. Christ. His word. That that's it's good to push further. That's the that's the that's what it is. Thy word is a light onto my feet and a lamp onto my path. Wherever you see light in the scripture is referring to the word of God. Because the entrance of his word brings Light and understanding to the simple. What that means is that Jesus will now say, The words that I speak unto you, their words, their spirit, and their life. Then he calls it the light of life. Light means is light is not letter. Letter that kill it. You can have you can hear letter and you will still be dull. Light means, oh my god, this is what Pastor James has been saying since. Meaning on you understand it. That's light. Is now yours. So you can there's word of God, there's Bible. And you can be reading, but you don't really get it. When it becomes light to you, you know, light bulb, revelation. The thing hit, it is strike. Wow, this is what they've been saying since. That is light. It's not that means you know what just happened to you. You own it now, it's now yours. That is light. It means it's now yours. Praise the name of the Lord. So it's in when a man is in light, meaning here a someone who is in the light of Christ, then you you can now partake of inheritance. Because guess what? That light you are in is the inheritance. Are <laughs> uh, you see? They call it the unsearchable riches of who? Of Christ. So meaning he's an inheritance. He's a riches. You can inherit riches. Do you get me? You can inherit what? Riches. And it, it can be yours. Christ can be yours. Christ, you, you can own Christ. That's Christ formed in, in who? In you. It's you. It happened to Paul. Paul says, my gospel. Did Paul utter the gospel? No. It's Christ who authored the gospel, but he had Paul had received all the download of Christ. Paul called it my gospel. That's what the Bible says. They overcame, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. That blood of the Lamb is actually the knowledge, the information of the genetics of his blood. For the life of a being is in his blood. The information of a being is in his blood. The direction of a, of, of a being is in his blood. Then the, what's the next thing after blood of the lamb? Word of dear. Why do they call it dear testimony? They, they've inherited it. It's now their own. It's now you cannot call it this is my own. I, I, I own it. Because it has become what I live by. Am I communicating to somebody? So you now see here, you know, this scripture has always baffled people. This is what people always say, ah, we are, God has, verse 13 of that Colossians chapter 1, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. You know, so it didn't happen when this is not when you got born again. This is, how does it deliver you from the power of darkness? Verse 12 and 13 is connected. After the end of verse 12 is a colon, meaning that it's by light they deliver you from the power of darkness. 
They did not tell you, they did not say that who has delivered you from the kingdom of darkness. You were delivered from the kingdom of darkness the day you got born again. But you are still, your soul is still using darkness to live. Yeah. Though you are no longer, you can't really say that you are in the kingdom of darkness anymore. Do you get me? Because you are born again. But your soul is still using darkness to live. Meaning what you learned while you were in the kingdom of darkness. We know it. We still use it to live after we are born again. That is what light will deliver you from. It's now called the power of darkness. So you may not be in this house. But the dominion you learned in this house what you'll be using to live outside. You are no longer in this house though. But what, you know, as we know, our, all of our parents were harsh. <laughs> you can see how they dealt with us. They will still be thinking of what your father will say if you do certain things. Though you are not even close to Nigeria. So it means that you've been delivered from that kingdom. But you are still under the power. Mm-hmm. So it will now take another learning, meaning light. Meaning what? Light. To do what? To break that power. And as they are breaking the power of darkness, they are translating you into the kingdom of his dear son. It's a process. Translation is a process. Am I communicating? They are translating you so you are journeying into the kingdom as you are losing darkness. Because darkness cannot inherit the kingdom of God. That's what they mean by flesh and blood. <laughs> They get me. That's what they mean by what? Yeah. What what is flesh and blood? Flesh and blood is everything you learned outside God. And where did you learn it? Under the sun. Here, where flesh, where canal, canality and flesh governs. So what raised us up was flesh. So you became flesh too. As a result of you learned flesh. Then the day you got born again and decided to start hearing about God, hearing the doctrine of Christ. What happened was that they now came under another covering that is bringing light to you and removing you from flesh, dealing with flesh in your life and making you spiritual. Making you what? Spiritual. That's what Christ does. Christ is the spiritual man. Do you hear me? Christ is what? The spiritual man. So he's able to make you spiritual and not canal. For the carnal mind is enmity with God. And not what? Carnal. He's able to make you spiritual. Now, spiritual is nothing uh, overzealous. Spiritual is not walking past walls. In fact, if you're walking past walls and you're trying to do it for sure, you're a carnal man. Hmm? Spiritual is that you are learning the spirit. Hmm? And how do you learn the spirit? By the word. Because the spirit is called the spirit of what? Truth. This is his content. When you learn truth, you are becoming spiritual. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Because wherever truth is, spirit of truth will hang around that area. Mm. So if they put truth in you, blessing children, they put truth in you, what will happen is the Holy Ghost will be hanging out on your head every day. That he always hovers upon the waters. Genesis chapter 1. He always hovers upon the waters. What are the waters? Christ. Word. By the washing of waters, by what? By the word. He's always there. You will see every day he will be hanging out. I know. know. (laughs) He will be disturbing you every day. Because you are carrying his content. He also works on the other side. If you are carrying dark contents, evil spirits will also be disturbing you. Yes, that's why they try to, when we try to teach you away from certain things, malice, anger, bitterness, unforgiveness, it's because, it's because those things attract Satan's spirit, evil spirits. I know it. I know their smell. Whenever I smell bitterness in an atmosphere, I know Satan is not far. That guy, if you, if you really, sometimes if you see that guy, is the, the, ah, God of bitterness. He's bitter. That's where all the hate is coming from. If you if you think if you think you've seen a man that hates, you have not seen that it's it. Satan hates God. God. Let me tell you, if you love God, 
run away from Satan. That's his enemy. Anything that Satan thought has touched, stay away. Run away from it. Keep yourself from it. Because Satan hates what? Satan hates God. And the Bible was clear that you, you can't love God. The love of God cannot be in you if you love this world. Because who is the God of this world? It's Satan. Now, I always try to balance this. The Bible says the earth and the fullness thereof is what? Is the Lord's and all that dwell therein. But God created the earth. Satan came to institute a system called this world. A system where you have to backbite to go ahead. Where you have to kill to make progress. Where you have to do ritual killing to, to get money. It's Satan that designed all of that thing. Vanity. When you see a vanity, then you now ignore God to pursue the vanity. It's Satan that designed that system. And makes it look as though that if you don't give all your soul to the pursuit of vanity, you will not get the vanity. That's what we call what? The system of this world. The Bible says, if the love, the love of the Father is not in such a person, when you love this world, Satan hates God. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Are we blessed? Does anyone have a question? Clarification at this point. I'm about to go further. Go ahead. I just wanted to please clarify the difference. I understand what you meant by flesh, but then what you meant by blood, because you said flesh and blood. Flesh and blood will not inherit the kingdom. Now, yes, okay. Now, flesh is the is what you what you manifest, your ways. Blood is the information that informs the acting, the flesh act. Uh-huh. And before you receive the, the blood of the Lamb, through the preaching of the Lamb, you had your own information before that was governed. You know, I've shared it many times with my own past life. All those things I was learning from primary school, secondary school was, was my blood. I was learning blood and also from my father's house. Do you get me? All those wrong pursuits. Are you communicating? Wrong trainings. Wrong, you know, some people, they will say, some people will share with that they have uncles that will give them beer to drink. All those things, all those little, little things that we were picking bad habits from this world. They were all informing your blood. What does blood mean? The life, your life. That's what it means. How, so you, you are, all your thoughts, your mind, your thoughts, it's a conglomerate. It's an aggregation of everything you've picked up and accepted as a good life from when you were a baby. The Bible says, from my mother's womb, I was conceived in what? In sin. It means from when I was a baby, everything I'm learning that God did not inform was sin. And I picked it up, many of those things, as my life. And it was now, that's my blood. Uh-huh. Then when I now start doing those things, that's now flesh. I'm now manifesting flesh. Those will not inherit the kingdom. What will now inherit the kingdom of God is when you change blood. Uh, when Christ, but that word Christ formed in you is that Christ is now your blood. Yes. Meaning the knowledge of Christ is what informs your actions going forward. Yes. Do you get me? The knowledge of who? Christ is what informs your words actions going forward. So, as is flesh and blood, this one will now be spirit and blood. Uh, that's why there are three that bear witness in heaven, then there are three that bear witness on earth. The spirit, the water, and the blood. The water leads to blood. Amen? That makes you begin to do acts, spiritual acts. <laughs> uh-huh. Rather than flesh. Do you get me? What's the difference between spiritual actions and flesh actions? They are both actions. Spiritual actions means that they were led by the Spirit. And you cannot be led by the Spirit if you have not been tutored by the Spirit. You, you must have been tutored well that you have the riches of knowledge of Christ. From there, you start picking up from that well, the well of the knowledge of Christ, you start picking up actions to, to do. Any action that you do that you picked up from the knowledge storage, the well of Christ is a spiritual action. Is a righteous action. That's the word the scripture will use. A righteousness. 
is righteousness. Anything you, any thought you picked from the well of knowledge of Christ and you did it, you just did righteousness. Whereas any thought you picked by yourself from your old blood, what you've just known over time, uh, those ones are flesh. So I say we're not perfect in that arena. So we are still journeying. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, let's see Ephesians. Let's see that Christ again. Ephesians chapter 3. Now. I'll, I'll, I'll start from verse 1. It says that, For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles, if you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, Lord, how that by revelation, eh, is by revelation you decode mystery. Yes. How that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery as I wrote afore in few words, whereby when ye read, ye may understand my knowledge in what? Paul was a master of that mystery of Christ. Remember, we read Colossians chapter 2. How many mysteries are there? Three. But Paul was a master in the mystery of Christ. Whereby, when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and, the, and prophets by the Spirit. That the Gentiles should be what? Should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. Wherefore I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God, given unto me by the effectual working of his power, unto me, whom I'm least am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given, that I should preach among the Gentiles what? The unsearchable that's an inheritance. Am I communicating? That's what? And any, when they want to give you riches, an inher- if your father wants to give you riches, he's giving you an inheritance. Are you saying? So, a preacher amongst the, the, the Gentiles, the what? The unsearchable what? Riches of Christ. is an inheritance. Then, no, 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 verse 9. Verse 9. And, and to make all men see what is the what? Fellowship of the mystery. So Paul was, was Paul was a king of righteousness. That's it. <laughs> Christ is our righteousness. For the kingdom of God is not of meat and drink, but of but of mystery of Christ, mystery of the Father, and mystery of God in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. <laughs> That's the kingdom of God. The Father, they call him the God of peace. That's his name. The God of peace. When you see him, his hair is like white as wool. Jesus also attained. When they, when they were talking about what Jesus inherited, Jesus said, this, and his name shall be called what? Wonderful. Counselor. Then what? Everlasting Father. Mighty God. Are you seeing those things are two dimensions? Everlasting Father, Mighty God, then Prince of Peace. Those are the three mysteries. Prince of Peace is the mystery of Christ. Prince, not King. Uh, Prince of Peace. That's the mystery of Christ. The Everlasting Father, and then Mighty God. It's in the dimension of the Father that you have everlasting life. Christ is life. Father is everlasting life. God is eternal life. And that, so what, do, what does everlasting life mean? Everlasting life just means the dimension of eternal life that they, pro, they, pro, they, they projected for lordship, for leading. Hold that thought there somewhere. <laughs> Because for me to, I don't have the time. To. <laughs> what what am I actually just saying to you today? That if you want to now know where we are going, hmm, Tolu, where are you going? You are going to understand the mystery of Christ first. 
That's, that's the song. We are going to God. Oh. And in the beginning of that song, when Larry was singing it, he said, we will go from faith, from faith to hope, from hope to charity. That was Christ. And then from, we will go into the Father. And from the Father, we will go to God. We we'll get to God. That's the song. That's how we started the song. And now, so it was the, the song was a journey. We are going to God. Uh, it starts with the mystery of Christ. Once you are doing faith, hope, and charity, you are already going to God. Keep it. They, they now said in chapter 14, after they discussed charity in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, then chapter 14 now says, follow after charity. So continue in that direction. You will now get to the Father. And when you get to the Father, God will, the reward will come. Let me just put it that way. The reward will come. Amen. The Bible will say in Hebrews that see to it that we, all of one of us will labor to enter into his rest. So it means there's a dimension that is a labor. Uh, and it is a dimension that is called reward. The difference between inheritance and reward is that inheritance, you work for it. Work out your salvation with what? Fear and trembling. For ye are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. <laughs> are you saying that? After you have been saved by grace. That's Ephesians chapter 2. Not of works, lest any man boast. So old works, don't boast with it. Kill that one. Start a new work. Let Christ build you up. Are you hearing me? Let Christ do what? He will build you, you see, build you up to Father. You get, build, the crown of it is that will, on your forehead, the name of the Father. That's the crown of the work of unearthing the mystery of Christ and of the Father. He's a work. He's a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. Oh my God. Man, man, man. Seek. He's seek, not work. To seek somebody. To seek, you are doing, you are doing something. You are seeking him diligently. Is it, is it, it's not just seeking, diligently seek him. Now, praise God, praise God. Hear me. If I ask God, or I'm seeking God for a phone, what would he give me? If I'm asking God and I'm seeking God for a keyboard, what would he give me? When I ask God and I'm seeking God for him, what would he give me? <laughs> who diligently seek him seek him is him when so they are coming for him go oh, go oh yeah take cake even no we don't want that one take bread no <laughs> it's you we want seek him because he is the true god and eternal life so you are go god is actually looking for people who will grab him lay hold on him hold him like jacob I will not let you go until you bless me. It is eternal life. That's why Esau, you know, if Esau was in that shoe, Esau, why am I disturbing myself? Be going. You don't want to give me what you came for. Be going. That was, you know, profane man. Jacob, all night, all night, he wrestled. He said, you are not going. You have to tell God, we will fight. We will fight this day together. Until I understand. Those are the hearts. Are you hearing me, people? Are you hearing me? Those are the hearts that God is looking for. Davidic hearts. I will not give sleep to my eye. Nor go up to my bed. Psalm 132. Until I have found out a place for the mighty God of Jacob. That kind of attitude. You know, some people will hear all this mission and say, you are talking too much. This is laziness, really. The fact that you don't understand. Rather, you, there are two things that you can do when you don't understand something. One is that, oh, this is they not speak against it, so I can just ignore it and just go here. That's one thing. Another thing you can do is that, I wait to. Let me, if people are understanding this thing and people are doing, mm, let me find, figure out how they are. <laughs> that's, the, that's the proper heart attitude to mystery because they are all mysteries. And that is also, you know, anyone who is the minister of these mysteries, how are you so far? People don't like mysteries. People like quick, quick. We want to understand. Give us water. Give us this thing. Let's be going. Let's go and live our life. So when you now want to sit people down and start teaching mystery, say, well, some of them dull of hearing. That was what Paul was enjoying. <laughs> Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. It's because of the process of 
comprehending mystery that God they sometimes God speaks the way he speaks. He will say that. He say, if any man draw back, my soul shall not have pleasure in him. But we are not of them that draw back unto partition, but unto the saving. He knows it's a process. He doesn't want you to stop the process. God, the one who started it, Paul put it this way, beware lest any man spoil you. <laughs> uh, they all say the same thing. Paul put it another way in First Timothy chapter 6, when he says, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life. He says, I give you charge, the commandment, in the sight of God, who quickened all things, that ye keep this commandment without spot, without wavering. Because do you know why? Do you know why they talk like that? What happens to a double-minded man? Let him not think he will receive anything of the Lord. Are, am I communicating? Sometimes Satan will just want to give you a second mind. And when you give you a second mind, you can be coming, but you're not receiving anything. <laughs> am I, I communicating? Praise the name of the Lord. Do you get me? You're coming, but you're not receiving anything. Why? Because of double, yeah, they've added another mind. Praise God. But we are not of them that draw back unto perdition, but believe unto the saving. That's you putting your hand on the cloak and not looking back. Now, when you put your hand on the cloak and not look back, let me tell you where you will get to the milestones. You will finish the mystery of Christ. This is the tell you still don't turn back. Uh, you will continue to the mystery of the Father. It means God has, the reason why God put those words in place is He wants to give you Himself. He doesn't just want you to just do Christ. He wants to do all of it so that you can get to reward. So He will tell you, don't turn back. Follow the process, no matter how long it takes, until you get to the end. So let me just tell you, in this ministry, this is where we are going. We are going to Christ. We are going to the Father. We are going to God. Oh, Barry, full stop. <laughs> Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. It means at every point in time we'll be teaching Christ. In fact, most of the time we're teaching Christ. But we'll also be showing you about the perfection, excellence. That's the Father's dimension. Excellence. Perfect in these obediences. Then God comes to Father's. They always speak like that. Uh, the land that I promised to your fathers. <laughs> the Lord is your portion. That one is God. In the land of the living. Mm. It's not how we've thought. You know, we've sung that song before. It's not how we've seen it before. They are talking about themselves. In my father's house, they are what? The father is a land. Let me tell you. Mm. So, yeah, you see an inheritance. <laughs> one is a riches, unsearchable riches. One is riches. One is ego. Do you get me? Money in the spirit. Christ. So, you have money, Christ. It's an inheritance. Then you also have piece of land. Property. In my father's house. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> Amen. You also have property. Are you seeing in inheritance? Inheritance. Inheritance one, inheritance two. Inheritance, inheritance. Praise the name of the Lord. And then you will get reward in the land. Am I confusing somebody? Don't worry. In times to come, you will understand these things. But I just want to introduce you the, the parts. Christ is the way to the Father. And actually, when you get to the Father, you've get to the, gotten to the end. Because reward comes to fathers. Yes. Reward comes to who? Reward comes to who? That's it. So our labor is to learn Christ until perfection. That's what I'm saying. Do you hear me? What's our labor? Until, and what is perfection? Father. That's the name of the Father. Tell yeah. what did I say? Until perfection. 
car. So these men labored. As we seen this Ephesians chapter 3. Paul labored. Till Christ be formed in you. Then he now says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Glory comes to fathers. The reason why it's still the hope of glory is that though Christ has been formed in you, they, now, they will now give you time to perfect your Christ. Uh, <laughs> meaning for perfection. Then glory comes to fathers. How do I know glory comes to fathers? Let's see Romans chapter 6, verse 4. I believe we are all understanding me today. Huh? Everybody is understanding me today. Okay. 6 verse 4. Therefore are we buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. By what? Well, the glory of the Father. Who is that? That's the Holy Ghost. That's Romans chapter 8. Say, if that same Spirit... Huh? That raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you. So who raised Jesus from the dead? That same spirit, Holy Ghost. Who is that? The glory of the Father. Are you saying that? So the Father wears glory. The Holy Ghost is the glory of God. The Father wears him as a garment. He who clothed himself with light as dirty garment. He wears glory as a garment. So glory is for fathers. Arise, not so. And sh- arise, then shine. For thy light is come. And the glory of the Lord, that Holy Ghost, <laughs> is risen upon thee. Are you believing me today? Are you, are you sure? Does anyone have a question? I just want to introduce it because this is your future. You better believe. <laughs> I really this. I really your future. Eh? Praise God. And they say, don't transgress this future. Don't transgress it. Let's see First John again. You will see those names there: Christ, God, Father. Mm. This is I said. Don't turn back. Put your hand on the cloth. Don't look back. This is your future. Am I communicating? Hmm? This, this is the only future you have. Eh. <laughs> do, do, do you hear me? This is the only future you have. You don't have another future again. Am I communicating? Now, you, you say, what do I mean by that? Don't have to walk and do all that things, future. No. Excuse me. The Bible says, in the beginning was what? The world, and the world was with God, and the world was God. Then what did it now say after that? It says, and... All things were made by him. And there was nothing made. There was nothing made by him. And for him are all things. So it means inside that Christ eh, is your career. Uh, because the reason for career is not so that you can have boast. The reason for career is for provision and also for the work. That's one thing God told me. He taught it to me harsh. The <laughs> reason for my career is for provision, for family provision, and then after that, it's for this work, it's for kingdom. I don't have any other thing I'm doing in my life. Make sure everybody has well fed, everybody's have house, place to live, they have clothes. After that, it's kingdom work. Kingdom is my vacation, to be honest. <laughs> Amen. It's my land. So everything. Thing you need for life and godliness is in who? Is in Christ. Mm. Can I read that one? It says, according as his divine power has given all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of yeah. is Christ. Your career is in Christ. Your spouses, your husband is in Christ. Your <laughs> anything you want to say is in Christ. You can unedit it in the word. That's what I'm saying. So, you now see what do I what am I I was now saying that this is your life and you don't have any other life again. It's Christ, Father, God. We are going to God. Praise the name of the Lord. What scripture did I say I was there to read again? 
First John chapter, first, second John, sorry, actually. Second John. Just wanted to show that. I'll begin to round up. Second John, verse 9. Very, very important scripture. Too important. And too blunt. That's one thing. That's one thing without first second John verse 9 and 10. It's too blunt. You know, sometimes we don't like bluntness like this. It's too blunt. Mm. <laughs> it's too blunt. It says, For whosoever transgresseth and abideth, you have to stay. You have to what? Stay in until you understand the mystery of who? Of Christ. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the, mystery, in the doctrine of Christ. It means if you are not understanding, stay until you understand. Mm-hmm. Huh? If you are not getting it, abide until you get it. One day you will get it. Mm-hmm. Even if it's small thing, you, you will still get something. Stay and abide in the doctrine of and abide not in heart, heart not what heart not God. He that abided in the doctrine of Christ heart both the Father and the Son. It means uh, this thing explains it all. I've just been saying in a very simple term. It means that when you abide in the doctrine of Christ, you come to the fullness of Christ inheritance. Then you will now in that same walk you come to the perfection of it, meaning name of the Father. In her, and not the, the capstone of the inheritance. That's a better way of calling them inheritance one, inheritance two, which they are. I can call one inheritance, and then the father is the head, meaning the capstone of the inheritance. It's like the icing on the cake. And that way, there's no icing. Thing. It's not the cake is not. It's not complete. <laughs> uh, the the icing on the cake is the glory of the cake. Now that way you just cook big cake without icing. You know, it's nice, it's cake, it's very easy, banana bread. Or, you, know, you, just, you can just treat it anyhow. But when they bake the cake and they put all the icing, all the blue, the white, they now put the... It's an occasion. It has turned to something else. He has been crowned. So, Father is the capstone of Christ. That's why he will say, my Father is greater than I. He's the capstone of Christ. And the moment you get to that perfect light. Oh, Father, we thank you today. The moment you get to what? I'm rounding up. I'm rounding up. The moment you get to that perfect light, reward will start coming to you. That is having God. God is reward. Eternal life. That's why he says, he that abideth not in the doctrine of Christ. The doctrine of Christ will give you both the understanding of the mystery of Christ and the end of it is the understanding of the mystery of who? Of the Father. Then, once you have the mystery of Christ, it's no longer a mystery to you now. You have the mystery of the Father, it's no longer a mystery to you now. Then you, you can have God. That's what they are saying. Exactly. So, are you seeing why the doctrine of Christ is too important? The doctrine of Christ will actually give you both the Father and the Son. If you abide in it till the end. He will give you what? Both the Father and the Son. If you what? Abide in it. Till what? Till the end. Then you can have God. Meaning you can have eternal life. Let's see. This is what Hebrews chapter 7 was saying. Let's see that. So begin to wrap up. Hebrews chapter 7. So we still have journey to journey here, right? This is, we have years to come. We have days, weeks to come. This is what we'll be teaching and teaching and teaching. We know where we are going now. Huh? Mm. This is the mission. Do you get me? This is the intention. Mystery of Christ. Mystery of the, of the Father. Mystery of God. This is the mission. Amen. I say Hebrews chapter 7, didn't I? For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first, 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 hear me, first being by interpretation king of righteousness. Now, I know I thought this before. What did I call king? What does it mean to be a king of something? 
Jimmy, can you remember? To be a king of something. A master of it. You've, you've gained mastery. You've mastered righteousness. Meaning, so when you've mastered something, you, you have dominion over it. You understand it. So, king of righteousness means that Christ, who is our righteousness, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For what is it? Is it is righteousness for therein? So, Christ is righteousness. For therein, that gospel, that doctrine of Christ, is the righteousness of God pulled out, revealed from faith to faith. So, Christ is righteousness. So, the moment you've mastered Christ, it means you've mastered the mystery. It's no, Christ is no longer a mystery to you. That's when you become a king. They'll call you a king of righteousness. Not so. It's not what the Bible tried to call us. Say that he has made us. He has made us. Not that you are, actually. He has made us. It means you are in the process of becoming kings and priests unto our God. People need to unearth scripture properly. You can't just boast it. Do you know what it means to be a king and a priest unto God? It means a king. You have mastered that subject matter. If you are not master, you are no king of nothing. If Christ is still a mystery to you, you have not mastered it. Amen. Am I communicating? To, to, to then you've gained mastery, you are now a king of righteousness. So, first being by interpretation, what? King of what? Righteousness. And after that, also... King of Salem, which is King of Peace, is in this dimension semicolon verse three. Without father, without mother, that's a father. <laughs> His genetics has changed entirely. Without descent, his genealogy has changed. Hear me. To ABS question, his blood has changed. God. That's being without father. You have it, father. You have it, mother. But when it's your blood, that bloodline that's called flesh and blood, that all those institution of knowledge you gained even from your father's house, all those has changed to who now? Christ and perfect Christ. So it's such people who are king of what? Peace. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> hey, Jesus wanted to describe these things. His disciples, they're looking for great greatness. Say, Master, Master, who will be the greatest in the kingdom? <laughs> Just looking at them. People should not be talking about greatness. First enter the kingdom. Before. So Jesus now did something. The book of Luke. He now brought little children. He surrounded himself with little children. First, he now says, except ye be converted as this one of these little ones, you shall in no wise do what? Enter into the kingdom of what? Of heaven, of God. Then he now brought a little child, a little one. So among the little children, he brought a little child and put him in the middle. And he now says, except you become as this little child, <laughs> you, then you are not doing, you, that's why you'll be the greatest in the kingdom. Do you know what he was describing? He was describing, you know, the kingdom of God is the kingdom of Christ and God. The Bible says so. Inheritance in the kingdom of God. When you say, who do such things, will not have inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Believe Ephesians chapter 5 or 6. So, what was he trying to say there? Those little children, I emphasize the word children, plural. Do you get me? Those little children are Christ. The little child is God. Why? In Christ, you can still be diverse. In Christ, you can still have yourself. Though Christ is formed in who? In you. So you can call it my gospel. So there's still you. Then there's Christ that you're using to live. And you can enter the kingdom like that. But to become the greatest, there's no longer you. There can be five people, but all of them is one little child. In God's dimension, <laughs> this is that. In God, imagine, let me, okay, let me put this to you this way. We are how many here? A few here. If all of us here, we do the same thing. Morning, evening, night. 
morning, evening, night, we do the same thing. What would they call us? It's one person. They call us one, one person. That's the realm of God. The realm of God is perfect obedience. That if you get to the realm of God, that's what you will say, and they love not. No, I not add that one. The, by the word of the, they, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, and the word of their testimony, there was the last produce. And they love not their lives unto the death. That is the, that's the last one. That's to be the greatest. Now, it did not say that they love not their life until they died. No. It says they love not their life unto what? The death. It's not talking about physical. If it was physical, they say until they died. But the death means that your life has died. Your will has died. I don't know if you are getting me. That is your life. Your ambitions, vision, that is you, or not uttered by God, has died. That's the death. They call it the death. It means that the thing is central to everybody. Everybody has visions. Everybody has will. Everybody has ambition. So it's, a, it's, one, it's one the death. So everybody has the same life called this world that God did not utter. That's the death. Now when the death occurs, what will be left? The will of God. So if, if, God, if God was here, he does his will. You, you are doing his will, and they are not doing anything in his will. Everybody's doing it. What would they call you? All of us. One. That's the little child. Whereas, at to the gates to enter the kingdom, you'll be doing Christ to be your life, but you are still there. So you call him my gospel, or the word of their testimony. So he's still there. He's still there. You are still people there. Do you get me? So you still have, you get me, but you have Christ. You are using Christ to live. You use, so what am I saying? You use Christ to enter the kingdom of God. That's what I'm saying. Then, if you want to be perfected in the kingdom, you now have to learn perfect obedience. I didn't just call it obedience. (laughs) Not 7 over 10. I call it what? Perfect obedience. Then you'll be like, they cannot call you, they remove the diversity in your name. They won't call you little children anymore. They just call you one little child. The diversities are still those, your, some of those wheels that you still do, even though you are using Christ to live. Those are the diversities. So, but I know we are not there yet. One day, if God is permitting, we'll get there. But that is where we are going. Uh-huh. So when we say we are going to God, that is where we are what? We are going. But how does this start to look? By learning the mystery of Christ. Thank you. And you will stay there until you've perfected the knowledge of that mystery. Then you now you are now getting to the Father. Praise the name of the Lord. That was this Melchizedek first. So first you must learn the mystery of Christ. Look, let's see it. Verse 2. First being by interpretation. First. What does that mean? First. This is the one you do first. You can't jump to king of peace if you have not done what? Righteousness. That's what I'm saying. Hmm? You cannot jump towards king of peace if you have not done what? Righteousness. So first being by interpretation, king of righteousness, you must do righteousness and master righteousness. Meaning all Christ is is no longer a mystery to you. You've comprehended Christ. The next one, go for peace. You can also comprehend peace, comprehend perfection, comprehend everlasting life, which is incorruption. You can also comprehend the Father's dimension. Praise the name of the Lord. And then lastly, there's one more. Uh, this one, they don't, they don't call it king of joy because you can't inherit this one. This one is a reward. So they now, they now finalize it by saying this. You see this Hebrews chapter 7 is righteousness, peace, then they add joy. So Hebrews chapter 7, righteousness, the righteousness and peace of the kingdom. Am I communicating? So when you become king of righteousness, you are in the kingdom as a righteous man doing Christ. You can now do it to peace. You are still, you have made progress in the kingdom through the throne dimension where you are a king of peace. But once you become a king of peace, you can't become a king of righteousness. Oh, sorry, a king of joy. Sorry. Why? Because joy is not something you inherit. Joy is not something you labor for. Joy comes to you when you've done peace well. 
That's why it's called what? A reward. Another word, a gift. For the wages of sin is death. The gift of God is what? Eternal life is a gift. It means it's free. It means you don't work for it. But the God who gives the gift never will not give it to anybody who has not done work. Meaning who has not done journey to fatherhood. Yes. <laughs> so God is a gift too. He's a gift. He has it. And he can just come and give it to you. Anything spirit. God is spirit. And spirit. He can just give it as a gift. But he will hold it until you have become king of righteousness and then king of peace. So eternal life comes to peace men. Them who have made peace with God. Are we blessed? I'm finishing. I'm done. Them who have made what? Peace with God. And it's not foreign. Think about it. Me. If you are still offending me, and I have gifts, I have money, I will hold it on my back here. Until all the offense, which is the carnal mind, is enmity. All the enmity you have against me is gone. I won't give you, I won't give you, I will hold it like this. I can be giving you chocolates and some things as your journey, but until you perfect, you've killed every enmity you have against me, before I will give you this one. That's it. That's eternal life. So, eternal life is learning righteousness to kill, be killing enmity and perfecting righteousness. That's called a righteousness unto holiness. Perfecting separation unto God. That every alter, alternate thought you have against how God thinks has died. Finally, finally, we'll see it on the light. Azar 26. I'm done already. Azar 26. From verse 1 to 3. In that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have what? A strong city. Salvation will God appoint for walls and bulwarks. Now, open ye the gates of this city. Meaning that city is the kingdom. Hear me. Those little children at the gates. Open ye the gates that who will enter. The righteous nation that keep it true. Those are kings of righteousness. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Verse 2, it says, and open ye the gates, meaning the gates to the kingdom. So the entrance of the kingdom is the righteous people who keep truth. That's, so you enter kingdom with Christ. And not just that you've heard Christ, you are keeping Christ. Uh, are, you, are you hearing me? So that's king of righteousness, to enter the kingdom, to enter the gates, may enter in. Then verse 3 now says, Thou would keep him is not coming to perfection dimension. Thou would keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. How you perfect making peace with God is when all your mind, all your thought process is laced on God. That's how you that's the perfection of peace. Meaning if the world is saying broadcasting one news and God is saying another news. Whose news should you hear? God's news. That's how you make peace. And it's until you've perfected that peace. God, are you seeing the connection between peace and mind? For the carnal mind is enmity. Enmity is anti-peace. You see, enmity is war against peace. You see, so you see mind again. So mind, you have to, this is where you make the peace in the mind. And you must have done it for a season, perfected it. Then they will give you the gift called joy. That your joy may be full, called eternal life. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, so this morning, afternoon, I've just chatted the cause of our destinies. Amen? I've chatted the cause of what? What did I say? Your destiny is not important to you. <laughs> it means, if, if, before, if you had any other destiny you were thinking, hear me. Are you hearing me, blessing? If you had any other destiny you were thinking, replace it with what? Going after Christ, Father, and God. Amen.
In Christ is all those things that you are going after. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all that things shall follow you. All your life is in this place, in this that this this movement. You get me? In this way. Christ, the mystery of Christ, the acknowledgement of the mystery of Christ, and of the Father, and then lastly, and of God. Father, we thank you today. We give you praise. Exaltation be unto your holy name. Thank you for how you have blessed us this morning, this afternoon. We give you all the glory, all the adoration be unto you. Blessed be your name, Father. Show us mercy. Keep us in perfect peace. Let our minds be stay on you, stayed on you. Father, in this season as we go further, may we begin to understand Christ even more. More, I speak grace unto everyone under the sound of my voice this morning. You are sealed in the name of Jesus. You are sealed in Christ. You will never look back. You will never turn back. You begin to see your riches. You begin to see what you are inheriting. You begin to see what you are inheriting. For you will not be ashamed of this gospel. You will see the riches in it. You will see the blessings in it. I say you are sealed. You are perfected. In the mighty name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Shalom, everyone. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. You dwells between the cherubim shine for You dwells between the cherubim shine for You dwells between the cherubim